Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a special Friday edition of Sci-Fi Watcher. Glad you could join us again this week. It's Friday, a little early. Kind of caught you guys got off guard. I hope you enjoy this one as we talk about Iron Sky, The Coming Race, which just came out today here in the United States. And I am Corey Shrett, and joining me is my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, what is going on? The wait is finally over. Yes, and if you Four hear... Four years? Five years? Uh, seven years, 2012. Oh, God. Yes, 2012. So if you hear, by the way, if you hear some background noise, Brian's parents are still at the house. So don't be like, hey, guys, you know, you, we know there's people there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. He's not he's not sitting at Starbucks doing the podcast. I wish I could. Yeah, we did. We, we did. Episode, <laughs> we did episode 42 back in 2012, October 10th. So yeah, wow. this is literally a seven year old film that the sequel is on we got the link in the show notes say productions.com slash sci-fi watcher so check that out and let's get into this one this came out today july 19th 2019 written by dalian musan uh directed by timo viren solo sola it's uh, tough names here uh starring laura rossi vladimir berlakov kit da dale julia dietzi Stephanie Paul, Tom Green, Uter, Kier, 92 minutes long, which is just enough time for this B-movie. So basically, it picks up a long time after. The last film ended. It was 2018. The the world had ended. Sarah Palin is president, of course. And now we follow up, and it's 2047. Humanity is now living on the dark side of the moon. Wow. Yeah. Come a long way. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they, they linked it. You know, not just like, oh, yeah, let's do something different. like, OK, so we got a few characters from the original in this, which is nice. That's right. Um, and uh, it's that's where we start off, though. I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, you can tell there was money put into the special effects in this film. It's, it looks pretty good. I mean, it looks pretty good for a B movie because it yeah. essentially is a B movie. I mean, yeah, you, you got to go in this not going. Well, this is going to be a great film. You got to go into this going. I'm going to have fun. I just paid for it on demand. Okay. I'm, you know, you don't expect to see like Avengers Endgame type of movie here. Yeah. Turn your brain off because uh, it's not going to make any sense. No, it, it doesn't make sense, but it's a, it's a fun ride basically. Yeah. A ship arrives from Earth basically with a bunch of Russians on there and they're like, oh, we escaped from Earth, blah, blah, blah. It's like, kind of like I, from right there, I'm like, okay, I see where you're going with this story. It's like, not excited. Um, I love the gut fact that there was a guy, uh, the hooded guy inside the ship that nobody even noticed. Well, I think he was in hiding. I think he was hiding uh, and just uh, so happened. Our main character just so happened to see him. Yeah, but it was know. funny that he like looked out the door. Oh, they're getting arrested. I'm going to go hide in the ship. And it's like, yeah, nobody would have noticed you in there. I mean, what are you hiding under the floor panels of the Millennium Falcon or something? Yeah, where did we leave him last? Do we know? I don't remember. I have to go back and look, but he was in the last film doing, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he died or whatever, but I mean, we find out what these, these creatures are in this film. So maybe kind of an origin it. story in a way. Yeah, kind of. Um, I enjoyed the idea of a religion called the Jobsists. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. That scene. Yeah. The, I, their church. Uh-huh. And I, and it's all based around, Father Steve. I don't think they ever explicitly say his name is Steve Jobs in this film. They say Steve and they say Jobsist. So I don't think they ever call him Steve Jobs at all. 
You think that's for legal reasons? I think kind of because they never mention Apple or iPhone, if you ever notice. They they get close, but they never actually mention any actual Apple products or Apple itself. Right, but they have like the Apple sayings, the Apple quotes. You got the I prayer. You got you the the thing. It was think different, but it was something close to think different. They said, I I don't, I don't think I have it written down here. But yeah, they they. I mean, you know, it's Apple, plain and simple. But they make oh, sure yeah. they make sure not to say anything to tick off Apple. Yeah, no logos or anything. No, but everything's white. They all have their 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 phones. The one guy has his phone jailbroken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excommunicated. He considers himself, <laughs> considers himself a power user. And then, yeah, he doesn't like the default wallpaper or ringtones. <laughs> so they excommunicate him. They, basically, they exp- he explodes. Right. Fun stuff. <laughs> and of course, of course, you saw the reference to the 1984 Apple commercial, right? Oh yeah, that was pretty blatant. Blatant. I, I figured. I figured you would. I mean, the whole thing with the hammer and going through the glass is like, oh geez, really? You had to go there. I thought it was cute. It was. I. I think that was probably my favorite part of this whole film was that whole Apple Jobsist religion idea they came up with. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Tom Green was kind of funny in a way, you know. He, he wasn't, <laughs> and he wasn't Tom Green. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't play the stupid, quote unquote, funny part in this film, which I kind of like. It's come a long way since his MTV days. Yeah, which I kind of like that he wasn't, oh, that oh there there's the guy from uh, Freddy Got Fingered. You know, it's like, okay, it's a little different. I kind of like that. I'm glad they gave him that part. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah, the, the, the look of this film was pretty good. I, I The CGI was pretty good. Yeah. For- what we saw a few things here and there. I'm like, uh, a little bit and a few parts, but for the most part, it looked really good. The one negative for me was the, the mother or the, the main character's mom and her, her uh, makeup was horrendous. Yeah. Because and the moment I saw her in that crappy makeup, I'm like, they're going to make her younger or we're going to have a flashback or something. But if they can afford special effects, can't they afford better makeup? Really? Well, well, computer special effects and actual um, makeup, you know, special effects are two different things. I mean, you can do computer special effects on a home computer nowadays. We've seen that with YouTube videos. So I don't know. Right. And maybe they didn't have somebody who's good enough to do that makeup or they said, screw it. We're, it's one person. We're not going to spend an arm and a leg for them. I guess so. You may be right. But the moment, yeah, the moment I saw her, I'm like, they're going to have her young again. Somehow in this movie, they're going to make her young. I don't know how. Yeah, you're probably right. I didn't think that, but I was just, you know, glaring at her makeup, going, "That's awful." Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought it was too. But I do like that we get an origin story of the, the these creatures called the Vril, which is who the who the moon the moon Fuhrer is, and obviously, like basically, all the world leaders are these creatures. Right. So they they've been with us for all this time. <laughs> yeah, because they've been here since the dinosaurs, basically. Yeah, and they also, you know, did a different origin of Adam and Eve, which was kind of cool. I like that. They did it without actually going the religious route at all. They just mentioned them as primates, Adam and Eve. Right. They, they, they went the evolution route. They went the evolution route. They, but yeah, but they didn't, you know, they, they made sure to avoid the actual creationism and 
They just kind of like, oh, they're named Adam and Eve. Doesn't necessarily mean they're the Adam and Eve, but that's the way I interpreted it. It was wink, 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 wink. But yeah, this is the whole hollow earth theory here. Yeah, which I didn't know anything about. You said you've heard of it before. I I hadn't. Um, But it is based off of um, the Iron Sky title. The Coming Race is based off a book. Uh-huh. And in that book, there is a race called the Vril that live underground, and they have an energy source called Vril. So that's, you know, they just basically just borrowed or stole that whole concept. Right. Yeah, the whole hollow earth concept, I'm looking it up now. It's uh, saying that the center of the earth, of course, is hollow and contains substantial interior space. Suggested by Edmund Haley, though, believe it or not, in the late 17th century. Right. And the notion was tentatively disproven by Pierre Bougier in 1740 and definitively by Charles Hutton in 1774. It's like, yeah, um, I could see maybe in the 18th century saying that the earth is hollow because, you know, you really can't get down there deep enough, per se. But now with drilling and stuff like that, there's we know we know what's exactly what's down there. But it's still fun. It's still fun to watch. It really is. It's it's uh, H.G. Wells uses it a lot. They're talking about Journey to the Center of the Earth and At the Earth's Core, which are two books that obviously references going t- inside the Earth to another world, basically. What, what did you think of the magic cough drops? The magic cough <laughs> drop. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, so basically the, the Munfura has these, you know, thrill power sources and basically can heal uh, the main character's mom. So that was strange. And he cut his finger off and put and took one and boom, there it's, it's fingers back again. Yeah. And I had a feeling his finger was going to come back later in the story. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was kind of blatant because he handed it. Hand yeah. it to her like yeah. you're gonna need this. Like, yeah. duh. I'm like, okay, so there's that door later on that that you're gonna need, obviously. And it's like, oh, surprise, it happens. What do you think of these characters? Because um, some of the acting was good, some of the acting was bad, some was mediocre. I thought the main actress was really good. The Fuhrer was good. Uh, the Russian dude, yeah, yeah. kind of, sorta stereotypical. The big bulky guy. I didn't know how to act. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He was just there for eye candy, basically. He was the muscle. Yeah, muscle no brains. But I thought it was kind of funny at the end there, where you're like, oh, you know, he likes you, and it's like you find out he's gay. I'm like, that's cool. That's I like that they went that route with it. Yeah. Like, okay. They they try to throw the comedy in here. The only comedy I really liked was like the uh, the the Steve Jobs people, and it was very subtle comedy. Yeah. There was no real laugh out loud moments. It was kind of more like lighthearted science fiction. But they tried though. They tried too hard on certain things, like uh, when the big bulky guy didn't die a couple of times. Um, but it, the delivery was just off. They didn't have a comedic bone in this. No, you know? no, not 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 whatsoever. The campiness was okay. It's a slightly better than Asylum, I would think. Uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit more money to put into it. It's a little more effort, so yeah. Um, I did like the idea of all these world leaders under the hollow earth that were Vril. 
it's kind of interesting to see all these, you know, these famous leaders like Thatcher is there. Uh, I think Saddam Hussein, uh, Gaddafi, uh, like you know, everybody that you know, all these hated leaders from the world are, are these real, right? And of course, yeah. Hitler, Hitler shows up with his German Shepherd stuffed on wheels. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and did you notice they? He walks in. They said, "Where should we go?" And someone says, second star to the right and straight to the morning." Oh, I didn't catch that. Ah, you know what that's from, right? No, tell me. Well, I thought it was from Star Trek V, which they say at the end of Star Trek V when they're, I guess the, the ship's going to be decommissioned or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. And Kirk says, where should we go? He says, second star to the right and straight to the morning. But it's actually from Peter Pan. Hey. Yeah, I had I Googled it. I'm like, let me see if it's Star Trek V. And all of a sudden Peter Pan comes. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> so, like, Wow. Um, but yeah, the action was, was just okay for me. Yeah. Not a lot of action in it. Not, I mean, you know, when, when, when they went down to fight the leaders in hollow earth, that was about the most action there was, I think. Well, there was also that scene where they were getting away in the chariots, you know, drug by triceratops or whatever. Yeah. Hokey, super hokey, super hokey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what else can we talk about this movie? I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, if it felt like they didn't finish some of the scenes, the, I'm talking about the part where, well, Steve Jobs obviously is a real, so Steve Jobs showed up. Yeah, that so, was, that could have been used so much better. Yeah. So Donald's the head of the jobs church is like, oh my God, you know, basically their Lord and savior is there. And then there's a scene where they, where they get eaten and I'm like, Wait a minute, that's it? I'm like, I'm waiting for Tom Green to show up again. I'm like, that was it. He was done. They they just killed him and goodbye. Yeah. And then even when you get to the the scene with Hitler on the T-Rex, which is in the trailer, of course, I'm like, oh, wow. And then all of a sudden something falls on him and he's dead. I'm like, that's it? He's, he's dead. There's nothing that, more than that? That's all they could afford for CGI. I felt like it was going to be more like, oh, we're going to have more Hitler in this. It's like very little Hitler. Yeah, it just felt like the action and the the pacing was very stilted. It's like hurry up, do a scene, slow down, hurry up. Um, it didn't have a good rhythm or flow to it. And it, no, because it, and it felt weird because it starts on the moon, then a few of them fl fly to Hollow Earth. They get the power source, they escape, and they fly back to the moon. And I'm like, why did they have to do the thing on the Earth? Why couldn't they have done it some other way? It just felt like. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there wasn't enough hollow. It felt like there wasn't enough time on earth. They were just yeah. there for a few minutes. They got what they needed and they got out of there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It felt stilted. Um, the one scene at the end with the mother fighting the, the, uh, the T-Rex, that was cool. That was mm -hmm. a cool scene. But then that scene where she's, uh, she gets shot. The other people are just off screen yelling. They're not anywhere close to her. Right. And they're just standing there like, no. And they're, it's because they couldn't film at the same time. Right. You know? And <laughs> I, I love the thing. Let's talk about technology for a second. I love the thing where they're in hollow earth and they're trying to use a GPS or a compass and the iPhone, iPhone, we'll call it iPhones had no signal, so they couldn't use it. But then the one guy has the old flip phone, the old Nokia flip phone from way back when. 
And I'm like, wait a minute, it has a compass in it? I'm like, yeah. It did not have a compass. I'm calling, I know it didn't have one. I'm like, oh, okay. But I thought it was kind of cool that they actually had a flip phone. And of course, the flip phone works better than the smartphone. Yeah, that was a technology dig there. It yeah. was. It was, was kind of fun. And it was fun that they actually went old, really old school with it too. Super old school. The Russian guys said it was indestructible. Yeah, which they are. Basically, they are. That's not. That's the truth. But the, like the mom got killed like Hitler the same way, just crushed under rocks, and that's it. It's over with. Yeah. It 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 felt like this. Like okay, we're gonna kill these characters off. Like there's no like, no like. There's no build up. Yeah. Build, yeah. No build up. It's like I'm fighting, fighting, fighting. Dead. I'm like that's that's it. I'm like sitting here like okay, she's gonna come back. Somebody's gonna save her. Nothing. It's it's it. Right. Um, also the, we're talking about the Nokia phone using the Nokia phone at the end of the movie to do what they did. Yeah. Impossible. Obviously we're going to take an old technology to wipe out the new technology. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow we're going to be able to excommunicate the space fear with his jails, with the phone, which is jailbroken, which Donald have, which he shouldn't have. And somehow magically destroy him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. But see, that's the thing. When a phone is jailbroken, you'd have the opposite. You couldn't connect to it and do what you wanted no, to no, do. No, no, Yeah, try to do that nowadays. There's no way you could do that. I mean, yeah. Can, yeah, go get yourself one of those old Nokia phones. They're, the, they're, they're indestructible, but you, you're you very limited to what you can do. You can play Snake, which the guy said he has the high score on, of course. Oh, yeah, the whole Snake thing was funny. Yeah. That's, that's about all you could do on those phones. That texting, basic texting, and making phone calls. So are you disappointed by this film? I am. Well, I, I guess the answer would be yes, because I I enjoyed the first one. It was a fun trip. I knew what I was getting into. Uh, it's been seven years. And you mentioned this, I think, in February, January, February. That's this was coming out. And mm-hmm. un- unfortunately, it wasn't hit in the US until today. And I was excited for it. So I don't know if my expectations were so high. I mean, they had well, seven years, seven years to make a sequel, guys. They did, but there wasn't enough Nazis in it. That was the cool thing about the first movie. That's the weird thing. They had two Nazis in this one, and then they turned them into aliens. Yeah, and it, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't even like, oh my God, the Nazis are bad. It's just like, oh, the world leaders are bad. That That's it. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I felt like there was a lot of things. They they Like you said, they rushed a lot of things. The action scenes, the death scenes were done quickly. No, No cohesiveness to it. No. All over the place. They try to do one-liners that fall flat. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if the, that muscle-bound guy was a better actor and he had more better timing, yeah. it would have been funny. None of his stuff was funny. The whole thing about him not being able to die, and then the whole like, what was it again? Uh, he was allergic to some peanuts food. and selfish shellfish. Yeah, and he comes back to life. Yeah, I wanted to laugh. I really tried, but. I like that scene. There was potential there, though. I mean, that's yeah. I, I know where they were going with it, but it didn't work out. Yeah. And then, of course, at the end, they're heading towards Mars, and we get a mid mid uh, credit scene there. And the if they do a sequel, do you think that's where we're going next, or what's going to happen next? I mean, that's what they're teasing. So I'm just saying, sure. What'd you think of that scene? I mean, I mean, there was not much to it, but what did you think of? What what you saw? Um, it was the next logical step, I guess. It makes you got sense. Rid of the, you got rid of the Nazis, so who's the next best baddie? You Indi- know, like Indiana Jones four. 
you think about it. Yeah. It's the fifties, you know, I mean, obviously you can't have Nazis anymore. So it, it, it makes sense. There's potential to do something there and you can get, totally ignore the whole real thing now and just kind of re restart from scratch. If they do that. I have a feeling they're not going to have a third one because come on. I mean, yeah. they spent 17 million on this and I doubt they made 17. And it does. It doesn't feel like they spent 17 million. It felt like they spent a lot less than that. Well, in the uh, in Wikipedia article, they were they were talking about how they had to beg and plead to get more money to finish scenes. They ran two like crowdfunding campaigns so they could finish uh, some CGI, and you know, they barely got this made. Yeah, I think yeah, I figured it would have been better than it was because there's a cult following for the original. Yeah. Um, I. I think probably one of the best parts of this film was in a, a disturbing way was the, that bad singing country song at the end. The, I love the lyrics of it. It was, I didn't listen that close. <laughs> it, yeah. It's yeah. It's weird. I, I like, okay, I kind of like this and it keeps you there to, it kind of keeps you there to say, Hey, listen, watch the credits just in case, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I saw them getting closer to Mars. So I said, I need to watch it. I need to keep watching. Yeah. You know? You have to. I mean, just in case. I mean, nowadays, yeah. sadly, Marvel kind of forced you to watch the credits of all these movies. Right. Thing. I mean, unless you're watching Netflix and it doesn't say next episode or whatever, you're just like, okay, I have to watch. Something's going to come up. but Something's happening. Yeah. But stuff like this, you're just like, okay, I have to sit here and watch it. And yeah. And I, I, war <laughs> I warned you, too. I, after I saw it, I said, I said, make sure you watch the, the middle, the, the credits. There's a scene in there. Just, just to make sure. Just a little teaser of yeah. maybe... Yeah. If they get money. Yeah, if they get money. <laughs> I, I doubt it. But I think, honestly, if they're going that way and that's where the third film goes, I think it'll be better than the second because you're starting fresh. You're not carrying these characters over. You, you There's probably no Vril involved. It's going to be a whole new, you know, whole new idea. I hope so because, yeah, there's potential, but I'm not holding my breath. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not either. So yeah, seven years of waiting and eh, was hoping for so much more. Yeah, it could have had 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 some uh, glimmers of greatness, but it didn't make me see that actually Tom Green is not as annoying as he usually is. Well, he wasn't in there long enough to, well, to get a good feel, and like I said, he wasn't doing Tom Green things, so it's like okay, yeah. So that is it, my friends, for this special Friday edition of Sci-Fi Watcher. Mr. Brian Lee, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. Just look for Brian Says. And you can always check us out. It's at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. Head over there right now. Check out all 350 episodes of the show. We got a link to our original review, the first one in there, too. Tons of stuff over there. Sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. Go to YouTube. Check out everything we do on YouTube. We release all the all the episodes on YouTube. It's at uh, sayproductions.com slash YouTube. Uh, we do our live episodes Monday nights. We can see our lovely faces as we talk about whatever we talked about. Last week we talked about um, Final Countdown, and this week we're going to talk about a film very similar for obvious reasons called The Philadelphia Experiment. So check everything out over there. And um, you can always email us, watcher at sayproductions.com, or drop a voicemail, 774-327-2948, 774-32-SAY-IT. That is it for the special Friday edition. I hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon.